Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Welcome to our podcast series addressing everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. Len, you've covered quite a few topics over the course of this past year on community reinvestment. What's your focus for today? Well, Dean, as we record this episode, we're beginning a new year. So I thought it would be appropriate to make a few suggestions for CRA resolutions for the year. I'm game. I'll bet a lot of our listeners are too. So what do you recommend as CRA resolutions for the new year? Well, there's many things I could mention, but I thought I would identify what I think are the three top CRA resolutions for 2022 for our listening audience. First, if if our bank, this is you, I'm speaking as the banker now, if our bank is not a reporter under CRA, I'm going to collect our CRA-related activity, record it, compile it, and analyze it during the year. Number two, even if our bank is not a required reporter, we are going to voluntarily report our CRA data for 2022. And number three, in terms of resolutions for 2022, in light of the overwhelming impact of my assessment area's configuration on my bank's performance requirements, I am going to seriously evaluate my assessment area configuration options to determine the optimal assessment area configuration for our bank. An annual assessment area checkup is a best practice that we at GeoDataVision highly recommend and make a routine part of our annual CRA self-assessments for our clients. Fantastic. Let's go over the list one by one in more detail. If my bank is not required to report on CRA activity, why should I bother to collect it, compile it? analyze it. That's a lot of work. Yes, it is, but it's well worth it. I can't tell you how many bankers I've encountered who ignore their CRA activity until exam time, and then it becomes a keystone cops drill. It's important to understand, even if a bank is not required to report under CRA, that applies to about 85% of the banks who are not mandated reporters, it's still required to perform under CRA, and the consequences of failing a CRA exam are substantial. If I'm the CRA officer and I'm responsible for my bank CRA performance, the last thing I want to do is go into a CRA exam blind. That's a, that's exactly what you do if you haven't collected and monitored your CRA activities. You won't know if your bank is doing well or poorly. You won't even be able to anticipate and respond to examiner questions. It will look like you don't care about your CRA responsibilities. And what do you think that impression gives examiners and perhaps your own management about you? And that's not the worst of it. When banks don't report their CRA activity, examiners come in and do a, quote, scientific sampling of your lending. If you haven't collected your data, you will have no idea how accurate that sampling is. So if it's not accurate, you won't be able to rebut any potential criticism because you won't know what's, what is accurate. You've put your fate into the hands of examiners. Now, some people may object that it's too expensive to collect and monitor CRA data. But the FFIEC provides free, I'll report, I'll repeat, free data collect, CRA data collection software. How can you beat that deal? Now, if your bank is generating only one to 200 small business loans per year, that means you enter two to four loans per week into your free 
I repeat, free FFIEC CRA software. And although it doesn't have all the fancy bells and whistles of the commercial CRA software, the free software also can generate your performance numbers under the various lending tests applied in the CRA exam. So for nothing, you get a good peek at what your CRA activity looks like. To sum it up, Dean, if you aren't already doing so, your first step under this resolution should be to go download the free FFIEC CRA software. Your second step should be to install the free FFIEC software. And your third step should be to start entering data as early in 2022 as you can. Well, that word free certainly resonates with me. And I think most of our viewers for sure. And you've convinced our listeners today to download and install and to start using the free FFIEC CRA software. Uh, what about your second suggested resolution, voluntarily reporting for 2022 uh, CRA activity? Well, Dean, again, you and I covered this topic really thoroughly in another podcast where I explained the seven really good reasons to voluntarily report your CRA activity. But the benefits are so important, especially for intermediate small banks. I thought it should be suggested as a leading resolution for 2022, especially for banks that fall into the ISB category. I won't go over all seven reasons today. I'll just invite your, our audience to just listen back to that previous episode. But I will touch upon the very real and very important benefits for ISBs to voluntarily report their annual CRA data. One of the biggest challenges of being an ISB is the CRA examination standards impose an exaggerated emphasis on community development lending, investing, and services. In fact, to pass a CRA exam under the ISB standards, a bank must demonstrate it is engaged in a satisfactory level of activity. But the community development performance standards are some of the vaguest standards under CRA. In fact, what constitutes, quote, community development under CRA is confusing in and of itself. I would hate to leave my fate to a confusing topic with vague standards. Ironically, an ISB can circumvent this difficult situation by voluntarily reporting its CRA activity annually. This will give the bank an option to be examined under the large bank standards, which require community development activity, but don't emphasize it like it's emphasized for ISBs. It's counterintuitive, but the CRA large bank examination standards are less demanding for community development activities than the ISB examination standards. When you play poker, it's nice to have a wild card in your hand. Having the elective to be examined under the large bank performance standards is that wild card if you are an intermediate small bank. I urge our audience to listen to the previous podcast about the seven reasons to voluntarily report your CRA activity, but it definitely should be up there in your top resolutions for CRA for 2022. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, reevaluating your assessment area should be another high priority resolution for 2022. And I will tell you right now, uh, we've been seeing it uh, by uh, regulators themselves who have been encouraging institutions to reevaluate uh, their assessment areas specifically. Uh, you mentioned uh, the annual CRA assessment area checkup. Can you elaborate a little bit for our audience on that? Oh, I'd be happy to, Dean. How a bank delineates its CRA assessment area is the biggest CRA decision a bank can make because the configuration of the assessment area will not only have profound consequences for a bank's performance, it also will have a profound impact on the performance standards imposed on the bank. 
again, we had a podcast devoted to this topic, which listeners today may want to revisit and listen to again. Briefly, CRA performance standards are driven by what the regulation calls performance context, the facts and the circumstances surrounding the communities and the credit markets a bank has declared are its market. Performance context includes community population, housing, and business demographics, as well as the local mortgage markets and the local business loan markets. Every time a bank expands or contracts its assessment area, it is affecting all these factors which drive performance standards. So it's really important that a bank be aware of how different assessment area configurations affect these vital performance context factors and in turn, how they affect performance expectations and the bank's results. A good example is to look at the number and location of the low and moderate income census tracts within your assessment area. Regulation expects and examiners will look for an adequate level of your lending in those economically depressed neighborhoods. What determines the adequacy of your lending activity? Examiners use demographics such as the distribution of owner-occupied housing in the assessment area's LMI tracts, and they will evaluate how your LMI tract mortgage lending penetration rate compares to the level of activity reported by all lenders in the community LMI tracks. You need to know what the critical performance context factors are and the consequent CRA performance standards for your current assessment area. And you should constantly consider potential alternative assessment areas that may be more realistic for your bank. Way too many bankers don't even consider this very, very important topic. Ideally, you should be able to develop the CRA performance standards not only for your current assessment area, but for other potential configurations, as well as to determine what is the most realistic assessment area for your bank. This is such a critical subject that GeodataVision itself has created a powerful analytical tool using computerized mapping that allows on-the-fly, real-time examination of optional assessment area configurations and their impact on a bank's area performance and the performance standards derived from those optional assessment areas. Even if a bank had the ideal assessment area a year ago, facts and circumstances change and may dictate a different optimal assessment area this year. The regulation allows a bank to redefine its assessment areas anytime it wants. So early in the year, a bank should schedule a CRA assessment area configuration checkup. This definitely should be one of your top three CRA resolutions for the year you will be amazed by what you will learn from the exercise of reevaluating your assessment area configuration. Yeah, this is all really great stuff. I think you propose some very important CRA New Year's resolutions that are all uh, very important to our listeners uh, and, and they should consider implementing them within the next year. Um, so great information, Len, and I appreciate it. This is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting. And this is Len Suzio from GeoDataVision saying, Thank you for listening to our proposed CRA New Year's resolutions. Please send us topics you would like us to address in future podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and GeoData Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.